Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's ALLBIRDS.com code SUPER24. They're producer killers. Think of what they've done in the last 16 or so months. We talk about players that are coach killers, players who get executives fired. What is the bench other than a producer graveyard? If you go work with them, you're destined to be dismissed or or force yourself out the door. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios. You get yourself a podcast or your own radio show, and then you could do what I'm doing to you, which is dismissing you from the show. It's John and Lance. I'm not sure which end Dell is going to join. You know what I miss more than anything? The Jason Barrett days when Dell couldn't talk on the show. (laughs) Those were the greatest days ever. Greatest, greatest producer, executive producer we ever had here. Was was that his title? Wasn't he? I thought he was like consultant slash program director. Program director. Program director. By the way, he had the he was the smartest. He shut you up. Did you enjoy the meetings? <laughs> they were great. Yeah, the meetings were great. John's not a big meeting guy. No. I was on the but golf course. Say I'm missing him, Bob. Um, All right, so, there's some Del stuff we missed this note. weekend. I got okay. Dell, well, hold on. Dell's back. This is this is a this is a permanent thing. There's no way Dell's gone for a third or fourth time. <laughs> well, okay. might be by, maybe by my own accord this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but seriously, so you would every once in a while, we knew you were listening to the show because if we said something that you thought was really dumb yeah. or was just blatantly inaccurate, mm-hmm. you would text us. How frustrating was it for you to sit at your house and listen to a show that you thought had dumb things being said by John or inaccurate things being said by John. How frustrating was what, that for you? By John? It was usually I, aimed at you. What did you think about that, Dell? Was it frustrating for you to sit there like, how am I listening to this? It wasn't frustrating. It was something where I thought to myself, these guys haven't grown a bit. I mean, it's been <laughs> how many years and they're still saying the dumbest things they've ever said. You think as you begin to mature into whatever, whatever you're maturing into – you start to grow. You start to develop different concepts and, and thoughts about things. But, no, it's the same stuff. John says dumb stuff, talks a lot about golf, and Lance will, you know, be sick or ill or hurt and and ramble and then take the show off a path that it was supposed to be on but it's no longer on that path. It was interesting listening to it from home and thinking to myself, oh, I, I can just turn this off. I don't have to sit through it like I do now. <laughs> That's one perspective. So you, just, 
So when you got frustrated, though, you would text the show and say, yeah, I would hey, say, hey, hey, stupid. Um, this and is then, what you should have said, or I would just listen to something else. I go to Dan Levitard or something. There I were don't a know. lot more. So, in other words, there were a lot more instances, but you just it turned it off. Yeah, I would go. You know what? Let let me hear Dan Levitard. He might say something stupid, but I don't have an in, so I can't even text them. So I, there's no reason for me to get frustrated. So I'll just listen to them or something. Right. But you know, I listen. You heard some dumb, then turn the channel. Um, Denny Hamlin is catching it a little bit. Apparently, he won this race at Pocono. Yeah, and he's won it multiple times. But on the restart, he kind of, he forced Kyle Larson into the wall. Is it okay that he forced Kyle Larson into the wall because Kyle Larson is a racist? Is that okay then? Is that is that fine? I NASCAR has decided he's not racist enough because he, they're promoting him. Like they had some big thing last year, and TBS had Kyle Larson as one of the people they were promoting. He's not racist enough to stop racing, so I don't think okay. he's racist enough that you have you can run him into a wall. A simulator. Yes. Yeah. During COVID, right? Right, man. Did he and he dropped an end bomb. Remember? Yeah, I thought that. I thought that was him. Yeah, that's him. So, is it okay though that they, he ran him into the wall? I guess it's okay. No one knows because no one watched it. It was racing. Um, yes, people watch racing. Uh, somebody does, apparently. Beach, Bleacher Report put out its best and worst contracts given out in the NBA this offseason. What do you think finished worst? Uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. You won. Yeah. Worst contract. It's not, gonna be, it's not Van Vliet. It's going to be Dylan Brooks because of I think length of contract is what really gets people aggravated. Plus, the, Texas, uh, the Rockets have... You know, Tari Eason already there. They ended up drafting Cam Whitmore, which happened after, so it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, Whitmore's drafted after free agency, right? Um, yeah, this was this was contracts. Yeah. This was be- the worst yeah. contract. The, the draft well, I know, is before the, free agency. The why bring, you know, some people said, why bring Dylan Brooks in? You've already got players at the position. Uh, well, here's a stat a that they put out. The primary problem with Brooks is that he's a defensive specialist who thinks he's an offensive specialist. Of the 74 NBA players who attempted at least 13 shots or more per game last season, Brooks' true shooting mark of 49.4% ranked dead last. So he's the worst volume shooter in the NBA. Um, and, and, he, and they said, um, you know, he averaged he averaged fourteen point three points, three point three rebounds, and two point six assists, shooting thirty nine percent from the field. Why would you bring in a guy, uh, a Rockets team that needs to create shop opportunities for its younger group? They're going to have a guy who's making twenty twenty plus million a year in his thirties who doesn't make shots. Well, how about I the think he's brought in, and I don't. I think this is a little harsh. But now the numbers don't lie. He was he's not a good he's not a good shooter and he's a defensive guy, but I think that's why he was brought in is because he is going to change an attitude defensively here. But did he get a is that a good contract though? Is that a good contract? Yeah, we'll find out over the next 3 years or so. Well, their question is, you know, I think it is up for debate because Fred Van Vliet's making 48 million. That guy has shot over 40% from the field, I think once in his career, like he is a notoriously atrocious shooter when it's not from behind the three point mark. And even behind the three point mark, he wasn't very good last year, not to the, 
not to carry this much money on the books. And then you look at Dylan Brooks and exactly what you said. I mean, you now have a couple of guys who really struggle to make shots on a regular basis, which is a concern. Yeah. And I understand one of them, you just want to shoot well from three, but he better shoot well from three because if you chase him off the – if you chase Fred Van Vliet off the three-point line – his field goal percentage has got to be one of the worst in all of basketball. Well, there's going to be there are going to be three point opportunities for him, and that's why I think Cam Whitmore has got a chance to play a bit much bigger role than Amen because Amen is going to be behind Fred VanVleet, and Amen and and Cam Whitmore has a chance to be a better shooter if he practices it and starts making some shots. Mm-hmm. You know, Jabari's going to have to take more threes, Dylan because Dylan Brooks is not. Alpi says he's taking more threes. So we'll find out. Uh, Run it by the coach yet? Pardon me? Has he run it by the coach? Uh, I don't know if he's run it by the coach. I mean, if Alpi says he's shooting more, I guess I'll just have to. I feel like, like, do they not know that Silas isn't there anymore? I'm definitely shooting more threes this year. Okay, but y'all know Steven Silas isn't there, right? (laughs) Did you hear? I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard, but Udoka may not just let you do what you want to this year. You may not. Get as long on the playground. Brian McTaggart put out his five best trades in Astros history. Well, you know why? Because it's summer. Because it's summer and we have to have a list. So mm-hmm. w- what did you, did you see this? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Him. What do you think are the five best trades in order? Uh, I'm going to go Jordan one. Okay. You'd be wrong. Okay. Bagwell for Anderson. Bagwell's one. Okay, two, Jordan for, uh, what's his name? You would be wrong. Jordan's not two? Jordan is not two, he's three. Okay, uh, number two would be, it wouldn't be Randy Johnson. Oh, it'd be Verlander, I bet. Verlander. Yeah. Verlander's number two. Jordan is number three. Mike Scott for Danny Heap is four. And your favorite, Garrett Cole. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, short period of time, that was a really good deal for us. Yeah. Well, we didn't win anything. Well, we, uh, but we should have because of Garrett Cole. Yeah, because of Garrett Cole, should have should have won it. But AJ Hinch screwed that pooch. How crazy was that that Garrett Cole didn't win the Cy Young that year? I know, right? I mean, that's how good the Astros were. They had two guys who were one, two, and Cy Young. That was the best. I mean, Man. losing that to the Nationals is just unbelievable. Think about that. That team had now it had not winning one. Home game in the World Series. How about this? That team had Swaggy Bregg, rookie Jordan. It had Carlos Correa. It had, was George there? George was gone after 18. Yeah. So you had Carlos Correa. You had um, Yuli in his prime, basically Astros prime. Altuve was great. Altuve. Think about that. This team is nowhere. uh, now, Now, you didn't have Tucker on. No. No, no, you didn't, Tucker. So, like, you you think about where you are now, and your top two pitchers are Fromber and Javier France. Not sure that's the case. Yeah, you've got. Oh, by the way, Michael Brantley was on that team in nineteen. Yeah, this team has bench coach Michael Brantley, bench coach Jose Altuve, Sugarland, Space Cowboy Jordan Alvarez. It's got Abreu playing the role of uh, of Yuli. It's got Bregman, who is far less swaggy than he once was. Um, 
I think you still had Maldonado was a 19 guy too, if I remember correctly. So you don't have to worry about that. Same guy, lower batting average. Worse hitter. Worse than he was then, which is almost impossible. You just don't have Will Harris. So when you look at this year's team and la- and that, <sighs> you think, ooh, this team isn't even as remotely as close. Right. Well, like they're not even in the same ballpark. So was was last year's team the best team, or uh, seventeen or nineteen? I, I think seventeen was, but it wasn't as deep at pitcher and your bullpen. Was, no, last yeah, last year's team was the best. Period. Nineteen may have been your best team. That was your best team last year. That bullpen. You think that last- rotation, Justin Verlander, followed by Fromber, followed by Javier at his peak. Yeah, I mean, that's- that was, I mean, that's not even close. Although nineteen might have been, it might nineteen might be your second best team, and seventeen your third. I I might go nineteen over last year, and I'll tell you why. The offense was better in nineteen. The offense was better, and you had your two starters, Verlander and Fromber, as great as they were, were a step below Verlander and Cole. If that's possible. Uh, now, the big difference is you didn't have the same kind of closer that you had, you know, in the bullpen last year. The bullpen didn't hold up. That was, yeah. This bullpen was the best ever. So I don't know how you're going to, yeah. Still is. Yeah. So, I mean, no, not now. It's It sucks now. Well, just a little bit of a slump. Well, yeah. Well, that, that's a pretty, it's, it's getting extended now. I don't know. You know, 19 Astros feel like 98 Astros where you knew that, man, this team, whoo. Right. Nastier 19 offense. Astros might be the best team that didn't win it. Yeah. I mean, you have two hammers and look at all the, the talent. You just, Jordan at that time just really was a mess in the uh, World Series, yeah. if I remember correctly. Just was just a complete. Well, he was, a, and he was a beast against the Yankees. By the way, speaking of beast rookies, Ellie De La Cruz, this huh. guy is a monster. Did you see last week on Friday, his this happened on Thursday, his cutoff throw yes. was the fastest in stat track history, stat cast history at almost 100 miles an hour? Well, did he, by, his throw from short was over 100 miles an hour to first. When? Yeah, he threw it over 100 miles an hour at, uh, at to first base on a play in the hole. He was, it's, yeah, yeah. When? Because I, I that must happen over the weekend. No, it was it was a a, a week or so ago. No, ninety nine. They said the fastest. It, he's got the fastest time in history at ninety nine point something. He hasn't hit a hundred yet. That that was at least as of Friday morning. I don't know when I was laying here doing the show, damn near death heroically. But um, so I I mean this guy hits at four fifty. We got another freak show. Just another freak shows here. Yeah, and hit it four fifty. Can throw it hundred miles an hour. I could have swore last week. Maybe night. maybe it was ninety something. Maybe it was ninety something. Well, he that. hit nine over three straight games. Oh, it was ninety nine point one. His throw from short to first. Yeah, and then he went even higher than that on the cutoff from short infield. He just rocketed one home uh, and threw somebody out by about seven steps. But this guy has monster power. Is and is he's just different looking for a power hitting uh, corner field or uh, uh, third baseman, isn't he? He's a shortstop. He well, he's playing third. He's playing short. Well, just the other day he was at third. No, he that cutoff throw yeah, was from he short. He ranged out of. He was literally out of the. He threw from out, from 
foul territory and ready. You know, he played some third last week. Um, well, uh, this throw from short, he dropped the ball, picked it up, and threw it 99 over the first. He's unbelievable. He's, he's fun. 916 ESPN 97th Keith. What you learned uh, last weekend is coming up next. What you learned this weekend in one sentence is coming up next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. But first, I am talking about Robin and the great people over Houston Powder Coaters. Houston Powder Coaters is the place to go. I don't know what it is that you – she had talked about – how about sewing stands? How about boat parts? How about anything that rusts out that you need to save and powder coat it so that it looks new, it's sturdier, it, it will last, okay? They are going to primp and prep, and they are going to make sure that whatever it is that you got them looks like it's new and acts like it's new again, as opposed to old rusty patio furniture where you, which could fall apart and is falling apart, they will fix. They will fix it. They will fix the hardware, the straps, the slings, repair, car parts, wheels, lift kits, bumpers, whatever it is that you have that's rusting out that you want to keep. Okay, it's got sentimental value, or it's a, you know, but it's got value. Period, because it's older. Whatever the case may be, you want it to look new again. You want it to act new again. That's Houston Powder Coaters. And it doesn't matter where you are, free pickup and delivery, all the way to Galveston, Willis, Fulshire, Baytown, Crosby, Mount Bellevue, all over. It doesn't matter, free pickup and delivery. They work with businesses as well. They will come to your business. They couldn't bring, you know, the that from the aquarium, they couldn't bring a Ferris wheel back to, they couldn't do it. So they worked on it right there. Or they'll work on your fence at your business, whatever it is that's rusting out or that you need powder coated. HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. Tell Robin you heard it right here. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Time for a giveaway. So caller, let's say caller 7, at 925 to 713-780-3776 wins four tickets to the granddaddy of all hunting shows on August 4th through the 6th at NRG Center. Scope out hunting seminars, all of the latest hunting equipment on hand, ATVs, and for the little hunters, games, snakes, live alligators, and more. Fun for the entire family at the original Texas hunting show, the 47th annual Hunter's Extravaganza. For, I said at 925. Don't call now. For details, go to huntersextravaganza.com. Nothing's changed. Tell them the time is still call early. Caller 7 at 925, sir. <laughs> ah, if you don't tell, nobody listens to you, okay? Well, then you don't get no prize. Well, you don't get a no, no hunting, okay? You don't get a no hunting if you don't listen to Dell. Let's get Keith in here now so we can get him off the phone lines because everybody wants Everybody wants to get in on this hunting thing or whatever you said. What's up, Keith? Hey, guys. Love the show. Hope RJ's doing well. Dell is definitely tough. Uh, no interest in the hunting tickets at all. Absolutely none. Uh, what did I learn this weekend? Coming in late. Trivia for you guys. Brian Harmon joins four other lefty golfers to win a major. John, can you name... The other four lefty golfers. Mike Weir. Thank you very much, guys. Phil Mickelson. I want to say Bob Charles. and 
Bob Charles, Phil Mickelson. Oh, and Bubba Watson. I think Bob Charles would be the fourth one. Bubba, Mike Weir, Phil, they all won the Fifth, Masters. You got it. Fifth is Bob Charles? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay. And Brian Harmon makes five. You say how I just ended that, Dell? Just tell him. Why do you think he? Why do you think he actually looked up anything when he goes? Yeah, you got it. He didn't. He doesn't know. He just wants you to stop. (laughs) (laughs) You're both so stupid. I'm not the one who cut you off, but you know what he did. Yep, got that. You could said anything. Got it right here. I've got my computer here in front of me. Yeah, sure. I'm literally doing the showing off the phone on my Comrex field tab, John. Lefties to win a major. See, now he's going to look them all up. Left-handed golfers See, to I, win. I tried. Way, way to go, Dell. I told him Bob, Bob Charles. Bob Charles, Mike, we're Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson. Thank, Thank you. you. I know. Good night. I was doing some research on that. Like, who all were the lefties that won last night? And yeah. I'm like, yep. Man, I don't believe the Bob <laughs> Charles thing. I think he's an NPC. <laughs> he Charles is now. Is not an- PC. He is now. He didn't stand around and watch everybody golf. He golfed. <laughs> nah, he was just over there looking at stuff. Uh, so did you did you get in on the Austin Eckler Zoom that he had this weekend? No, I didn't get invited to it, but they said You're nothing. not a running back in the NFL? You're a goalie. Well, apparently you're a goalie. No, I could have stopped Messi's kick. Okay. I mean, who didn't know where that was going? That was one place you could see by the way he's angling his foot. But still, no we'll goalkeeper, get, goalkeeper okay. coach yeah. Lance Erline. We'll get we'll get back. We'll, it's the same thing as catching a rebound off a rim. You got to see where the ball's headed, and you have to have a feel. for I know mm-hmm. you get you get the yeah. rebound and before, you're, and your and your lightning quick yeah, reflexes. You'd beat out Bam out of bio for a rebound. We understand. A lot of it is just all you got to do is put a hip on hip, and you can box him out. It's a leverage game. You get lower. Yeah. You know what, what about if your leverage is you can't move? <laughs> you have no. It's <laughs> not accurate, but you're, secondly, you're, oh, I, I will say this: your hips are bigger than than Bam Adebayo's. Okay. Yes, he's he's a spindly little fella, right? Um, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, so so Austin Eckler oh, called Austin. all running backs. Come on in. We want to talk about what's going on with the running backs in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, they had a running back emergency meeting because this is now a thing. It started with. Van, it started with Van uh, Von Miller doing a defensive line symposium, and then Duke Mannyweather created, I think, the biggest and best with the O line uh, masterminds. With uh, well, really, I say he created. I mean, he created with Lane Johnson and and guys like that. So the O line in Dallas is huge, and then uh, tight ends now have one, and uh, so the running backs they decided, hey, let's get together as a unit. And let's get on the Zoom call. And so they did, and nothing got done. Nothing, nothing was finalized because there's nothing they can do. Well, and, that, and, and I, I think... talked to an assistant GM about this. I said, what can running backs do? He said, running backs can't do a thing. He said, they can go to their union. He said, but you have to remember, Lance, if the union starts fighting for them hard, they understand they're taking money. Depending on what they do, they're going to take money out of somebody else's pocket. Okay, so... The point was brought up by Mike Tannenbaum this morning on the show before ours. He said Danny Dimes needs to walk into that front office and say, I threw 70 times to Saquon Barkley last year. Take him out of our backfield, and we are not going to be any good. I'm not going to be as good. Take money away from me and give it to Saquon. I don't know that that will happen, but... 
he's I think he's dead on. They're not going to be nearly as good. I don't know what's there's differing reports on what Saquon, Saquon is asking for. But Nick Chubb brought up a great point. He's, he says, right now, there's really nothing we can do. We're kind of handcuffed with the situation. We're the only position that our production hurts us the most. If we go out there and run two, for 2,000 yards with so many carries, the next year, they're going to say, you're probably worn down. And that's true. Because, okay, tread is off your tire. You're not as good. And, and, and listen, Derrick Henry is the only guy who, after a 2,000-yard year, is better the next year or is as, as good. Because yeah. usually 2,000-yard rushers or in that neighborhood fall apart. fall apart afterwards. Yeah. Adrian Peterson didn't, but <clears throat> um, he's. I'm convinced he's not an actual human. Like, he's right. so – he's physically different. Derrick Henry – so basically you have to be some of the most different DNA-structured humans that have ever existed – to, to be able to exceed that. He's right. Think about this. You know, one of the criticisms I have of Steve Sarkeesian is that that guy to me single-handedly cost them a loss. At least I think two losses, one by not just completely leaning on B. John Robinson and let, instead of letting Quinn Myers, uh, uh, Quinn Ewers rather throw the ball at all against Oklahoma state. You remember that game, John. And then the other one was Texas tech where they had the lead and tech came back and beat them. And it's because Texas did not, to me, didn't give the ball to Bijan enough. And yet, when the draft rolls around, you look at Bijan and you say, you know, for being this talented a back, he didn't have the the tires ripped off of his wheels, you know, with usage. And it is true. The first thing I do, I look at Damian Pierce like, man, Damian Pierce is low usage. When I'm writing up draft prospects, I'm looking at touches. I'm absolutely looking at how many carries you had in college. And it, and I have to mention that, you know, has some tread off the tires. You have to mention that when they played three years and they've had over 200 carries a year, that's, that's a big deal. And so, you know, that's what Kenneth Walker was chomping up huge carry totals at Michigan state. Uh, Ron Dane had enormous rush, you know, stuff. And that used to be the way you look at it is running back. You just use them and, now, when you go into the pros, you got to have consideration, okay, how much was this guy used? And then when you get in the pros, everything he said is right. If you run a bunch of time, if you are, and when are you at your best as a running back? When you're youngest, you still have more speed, and speed is important to outrun defenses. So, so running backs are screwed because they are at their best when they're very young, over that three to four to five-year period. Then you, after that, you begin to slow down. Look at Ezekiel Elliott, how good he was in his first four years. This is not rocket science. Science. They're at their best. A quarterback is at his worst in his first three years. He's much better further down the road. Running back, very few running backs in the history of the league have been better in year six or seven than they were in one and two, and even three. Very few ever. So how do you how do you fix that, John? Well, do you fix it or just say that's just the position? What do you want us to do? That's I'm sorry, running backs, it's just the position. Sorry, that's it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> we're at our worst now. Here was the batting order in 2019. George Springer, followed by Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Yuli, Carlos Correa, Kyle Tucker. Carlos Correa batted seventh. Oh, that's Kyle right. Tucker, Correa. eighth, okay. and Martin Maldonado, ninth. 
awesome. We did still have Tucker and, and Tucker was yeah. Tucker was a rookie. Tucker there, and, right? uh, and and Georgie and George, or maybe Tucker was in his. Tucker would Tucker would have been a rookie. There. A rookie, yeah. Nineteen what twenty is, twenty one. So, yeah, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yes, he's a, he was a rookie. What did Tucker hit? Uh, his rookie year? I don't know. Okay. Holy crap, look at that lineup. Look at that lineup. That's unbelievable. That is, that's the best lineup ever for his team, ever. It doesn't get any better. Well, on paper, it's it's way better, but Kyle Tucker was not a big hammer at that point, and you know, I mean, 17, historically, from a hitting standpoint, was the best he asked Carlos batted seventh, okay? Right. And, he, and he deserved to. And Michael Brantley was good, really good then. I mean, that is, Jordan dominated the Yankees in the playoffs, but then fell apart in, against the uh, Braves, or against the Nationals. Um, and, and, he, and the Braves, yeah, he fell apart against both of them. All right, we got a break. 713-780-3776. If you want to get in here, you're more than welcome to do that. 713-780-3776. I'm talking about dipping right now. I'm talking about you, how gross you are. Listen, I, this is at you, Tim. Okay, this is this is aimed at you. My boy, Tim, says I turn it off every time because he says how gross all his friends are. Yeah, gross. It's gross. So stop spitting all over yourself. Stop dipping. Stop spitting. Stop. Hey, Chad, stop. Okay, stop with the spitting. All right, let's go. Let's clean it up. And you know how you clean it up? With artisan grain. Canstead and Dew Blend. Hemp in a pouch made of hemp. Okay? It's not tobacco, but it could taste like tobacco. You want tobacco flavor? You can get that. But you want that sensation between your cheek and gum? You got that. Okay? But your the tobacco, wean yourself. Get off of it. But do it with mint. Do it with straight, fired, uh, whatever it is, whatever flavor wintergreen dark fired whatever it is that you like they've got it okay citrus berry cinnamon all of them all the different flavors it's right now at 975dip.com and you can pick it up as well at cbd american shaman because select stores are carrying it as well because it's got cbd in it not only do you not spit you swallow it and you feel better because it's got the cbd in it so not only you're not hurting yourself you're feeling better all at 975dip.com or at select CBD American Shaman stores. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So every week we do a little pool of you have to guess the exact number of runs without looking it up for the Astros during the week. They played six games, two in Colorado and four against the A's. Do you know how many runs they scored last week, Lance? In the game or just the Astros runs? Just the Astros runs. Uh, I try to just come off the top of my head so I don't start because I'm thinking. Six games against in Colorado. Which is a run play scoring machine, and against the worst team in baseball, the A's. How many runs we'll do you go, think they scored? Um, we'll go twenty six. Twenty, just over three runs a game. Ooh. Yeah, three and a third runs a game. He had six games against those teams, and they scored three runs a game. And you were never shut out in any of the games. 
No, you scored. Well, you did score one on Saturday. Congratulations! It's 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 almost impossible for a a good baseball team, which the Astros are, to only score twenty runs in those two series. Yet somehow they managed it. Do you know? I know somebody who bet the Astros bit. <laughs> this guy said, "There's no way the Astros lose to the A's," and I said, "No, nah, I don't think." I just text back, "Nah, they, there's no way they lose today." And I said, what's the number? And he said, <clears throat> like, minus 250. Like, whew. just hate that for the Astros, but you feel like it's going to win. And he said, well, I could bet minus one and a half and get it at minus 130. And I said, that's the play. Mm-hmm. The Astros will definitely win by more than one. <laughs> Pena picked off, well, I, maybe a missed hit and run. I don't know why he didn't just finish running to second. Gets in a rundown, thrown out between first and second for the second out, the very next pitch, Dubon goes yard. Home run. Would have been a two-run homer and ends up being a solo home run. All I could think of was, yeah. How do you – how do you – and listen, until until yesterday, all of the runs in the first three games were provided by Bregman or Kyle Tucker, and that's Just it. a bunch of home runs. By the way, we didn't even mention that Kyle Tucker had three home runs in a single game. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. It was that was uh, that was, he's something, and there and here you are talking about trading him, okay? For Somebody Lewis, else goes. He Lu- heard you. Now what? I was like, now he has even mm-hmm. more value. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> stop. They're not trading him. But Dylan Cease looked pretty good. All right. So John Daswood made a good point to me. Sometimes he'll just randomly call and talk about sports because he listens to us every day. What about this? So. We know that Shohei Otani is the big prize, right, at the trade deadline if if it happens. But Shohei Otani's contract is going to be six hundred million, and what and he's limited on where he will go. Possibly, we think it's just going to be either New York or Los Angeles, and a lot of people think it's going to end up being Dodgers. And then, um, you know, so and then, and then of course, you know, what do you give up for Otani? So you're going to have to give a monster contract, monster prospect package and there's only certain teams that can get in the the mix can you imagine kyle tucker in some ways might be more valuable than otani to a team because his contract will be less more teams Mm -hmm. could potentially be in the mix and you know well but but however i think on the positive side the astros could really look i don't want kyle tucker to leave i mean i think kyle tucker is amazing kyle tucker is right now the best player on the houston astros better than you're not better than anybody yeah the problem is the Astros have shown no inclination to do what it takes to sign Kyle Tucker. I'm trying to be a pragmatist and a realist here. If that's going to be the case, the way that you keep this, the Astros farm system has done a nice job of plugging pieces into JP France. That's fantastic. Chaz McCormick. But, but we haven't seen a guy like Kyle Tucker's the last guy. Well, potentially Jeremy Pena. Um, I mean, his last year was incredible in the playoffs. So Pena does have a chance to be that. But what makes you special is that you had so many y- good young core players. You've seen that you Jeremy Pena lately? It's not good lately, his, but his, I don't want to. Wait, I don't want to write him over off. the last two months. He been has terrible. been bad. It's been terrible. He's not even hitting the ball with great contact. But, but this is my thing, John. If you dealt a player like Kyle Tucker, the players you get back in exchange for Kyle Tucker could potentially be the next Kyle Tuckers and the next George Springers. You don't sell off a Kyle Tucker when you're in a playoff race. No, I'm not saying why you're in a playoff race, but 
But, you know, if you considered it, one thing we know is that the Astros waited too long on Berkman and Roy Oswald. They waited, Drayton waited too long to move those guys when their time was passed, their time was done. Not those players, but the Astros' opportunities had already run up. Um, and instead of replenishing the minor league system, uh, it led to being late with that, led to subpar trades and a run of horrific Houston Astros baseball that then was rebuilt through the minor league system. Well, you one of the things that the Astros have never done is moved a player who is for sure going to leave uh, from a contract standpoint and replenish a system. I know it's not sexy, it's not fun, but boy, do you like it when Ellie De La Cruz comes up. You know, boy, do you like it when when your own, you know, Jordan Alvarez comes up. Boy, do you like it a lot. Uh, yeah, none of that's happening, so... I know it's not happening, but it's it's kind of ridiculous that they're buyers, it, not sellers. They're not going to sell Kyle Tucker. I'm just, just telling you, it's kind of ridiculous for you not to have conversations about that in the building, considering the fact that he's like a, a car that you trade in and you get even more value, potentially more value than. Well, I mean, enormous, enormous value beyond what you're going to get if he just walks. But I understand that no one wants to do that. But teams who want to expand and extend their reach of dominance, it's something that, that should be in consideration. Now, when? Well, the longer you wait, the more the value goes down. Yeah. We know that. Yep. And this year, yes, you are in the mix, and, and Kyle Tucker is just playing great. But how he plays is irrelevant to the philosophy of how you want to keep a window open. Because honestly, John, I don't see – I mean, look at the lineups. We just talked about the 19 lineup and, and this lineup. Even when Altuve's – even when everyone's healthy – even when everyone's healthy, Jordan, yes, is a monster. Kyle Tucker's a much better Kyle Tucker. But Bregman is, you know, Bregman's not 19 Bregman anymore. No. He had his moments last year, and and Dubon had a nice little run. It was a nice little story. He ain't George Springer. Michael Brantley's not actually walking through those doors again. This is not the same lineup. And with everyone's healthy, it's not the same. Well, lineup. how about this close. lineup when everybody's healthy? Okay, I'm just going to throw the. I'm starting to get on board with the Chaz McCormick leadoff. Chaz McCormick leading off. He walks. He's got a good eye at the plate. His eye He's is fast. much better. Yeah, it's much better than it was. Yeah. Altuve second. Bregman third. Jordan fourth. Or Jordan third. Bregman fourth. Tucker. Jose Abreu. Yiner Diaz. Now, this lineup is starting to look pretty damn good. With Jeremy Pena batting eighth. And Dubon ninth or Dubon eighth and, and Jeremy Pena ninth, I'm in on that. I mean, it truly is borderline miraculous that Chaz McCormick has become this kind of hitter. It's, he is really, really. I mean, I mean, the amazing. last month his OPS is over 1,000. He's 28 years old, too, so it's not like he's a young guy, but um, his OPS, right? His OP, I mean, his on base percentage. Is it three sixty six? I mean, that's not bad. No, it's you know you'd like it around four hundred is a really good on base percentage, but that's you know three sixty six for a guy with a five ten slugging percentage. That's not bad. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's right there at nine hundred OPS. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right, and I, you know what? I'm I'm on board with that because you got run producers. I I don't know how you back Kyle Tucker fifth, but he's got to be fifth. I guess there's, I guess. I don't. And Bregman should be dropped in the order if you want to know the truth. Yes, but but, that, but that's not happening either. You've never seen 
you've never seen Dusty bat Bregman less than fourth. Uh, more uh, over four, fourth in the line. Yeah, right. By just, the way, so just to clean up something, so Ellie Dela Cruz is playing left, third, third and short. He's got twenty five starts at third, fifteen at short. My guess is he'll be like Alex Rodriguez, the big. You know, he's going to keep getting bigger and a power hitter that will play eventually. But to that point, the reason I brought that up is I was thinking about Bregman. You know, Bregman, Bregman is a guy who is still – he still is a run producer. He still is a run producer. He still has his moments yeah. when yeah. men are in scoring position. Bregman still comes through in scoring position. Absolutely. Go, runners in scoring position for Bregman, go look at the numbers this year. And I think you're going to be surprised. Uh no 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 he he absolutely Bregman comes through he's just not he just has not had any consistency this season none all right uh why don't you talk about Craig DeSurf and we'll do news of the word and it's weird this week <laughs> uh so Craig DeSurf so what does what can you expect when you're shopping for a new vehicle from uh from Craig DeSurf at Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC here's what you can expect you can expect a car buying experience that is peaceful that's calm. It's not chaotic with, you know, sales stuff. Have you been helped? Can I help you? What What are you looking for today? What are you doing? What What can I do for you? What do we have to do to get you into this car? What's the drop, drop dead price for you? All that stuff where you're like, oh, man, I was hoping to just kind of enjoy myself out here. If you were just out to browse, if you head out to Angleton and you just want to browse and stop and get some good barbecue coming back into Houston over at Ronnie's place, uh, that's great. That's great. They're They're totally about it. And they understand that because not everyone is ready to buy. But if you are ready to buy or if you change your mind when you're there, they're going to answer all your questions that you have for you. They'll find you all the features you're looking for with your vehicle. They'll find you the colors, the interior. They're going to let you know about all the, the, you know, the prices that they have in terms of uh, what the, uh, uh, the dealer cash back, dealer incentives, and APR financing. But here's the thing I love. Better cash back on trade-in values, and unbelievable service. The best in the business. Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. They are right there in Angleton, and they are ready to take care of you. Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. To shop online, go to LanceZCars.com. Time now for News of the Weird with John and Lance. Weird. 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 John and Lance Weird. News of the Weird. News. News. All right. Dell. Lance and Dell. Yes. Do you feel like you should never, no one should ever, ever, ever go to San Antonio again? A Houston man. Why? A Houston man, Michael Kolhoff, visited his mother in the hospital. He got, he caught typhus from a flea in in a San Antonio hospital. He had both hands and parts of his feet amputated after nearly dying from septic shock, gangrene, and organ failure. Do what? You, do you feel like San Antonio, should? no one should ever go there again? Okay, number one, what is? what did he get? He got typhus from a flea. That okay, did, I need to know, I'm going to need to know what typhus is. Uh, well, you get septic shock, gangrene, and organ failure. That's what you get. From a flea. This should be. This is scarier than COVID. Uh, you think? COVID. COVID. Well, I'm talking about not now, but I'm talking about. I have COVID now, but I'm talking about 
Remember when COVID was first coming, it was going to wipe out the world? Yeah, well. This sounds worse. Yeah, a flea, a flea. Like, if a flea lands on you. We're talking about a flea. Talk about a flea. All right, worst person. Lance and his microphone. You. Worst person. The son of the year who impersonated his dead mother to a bank to steal $70,000 from his grieving father. Bad person there. Well, you don't know how how good the dad is. Maybe the dad's an a-hole. We don't know, but he stole, you know, he impersonated his dead mother. When the bank didn't know his mother was dead. Well, if it's, well to keep the, the money, money away from a person who might be even worse. Or the Miami mom, 18-year-old. Yeah. Who used a fake hitman website in an, in an attempt to kill her three-year-old son. You need a hitman oh, to kill a three-year-old? I guess. I think we've got a winner. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is that There is a special place in hell for her. And for the son. I mean, my God. I feel like mom tops son here. Mom, mom definitely tops Because all he yeah. did was impersonate a dead person. He didn't actually kill his mother. At least we don't know that. Uh, no. Texas TikToker, Sassy Trucker. Have you heard of her? No. Okay. Sassy Trucker has 182,000 followers. Apparently, she's trapped in Dubai, faces two years in prison after screaming at an employee of a rental car agency. If you're a woman in Dubai, you think you should be screaming at people at business at people who run businesses? If you name I yourself mean, sassy, from Houston. If you name yourself sassy, I know you're already a problem. Like sometimes I blame <laughs> I blame people when their significant others do stuff because okay, you should have seen this person coming. You know, if you name yourself sassy, you are going to be a problem. And probably just don't go to Dubai because you're going to try to live up to that name. Probably had your camera out at some point, and they don't play that over there. They don't care about your influence and stuff. She's not the one that's on no. bar stool, is she? I don't know. Uh, oh my gosh, it can't be her. Is that her? I don't know if it's her, but she's. No. Oh my gosh, she is sassy trucker, if and it's she her, is facing two years of prison because she yelled. I mean, you got to be dumb. You can't be that. You can't. You, sassy trucker, you're too dumb to have 182,000 followers. I'm sorry. Um, Popeyes is coming out with a girl dinner. Do you guys want it? What's in it? Uh, Rain, dishes yeah. ranging from mashed potatoes with Cajun gravy, host, uh, home-style mac and cheese, and Cajun fries. New girl dinner menu at Popeyes.com. Are you guys in on girl dinner? Well, what the hell? That's well, what like, that's what's the difference? Why gotta be a girl? Why dinner? is it named girl dinner? I think just dinner. They may not be getting a lot of girls. Just going so to they can. Cha- I think somebody does it for fun. Uh, I used to go to a Mexican restaurant called Larry's, and they had something on the menu called Lady Special, and it was like it was you know it was a beef fajita taco and like a a, a some kind of like a chili con queso puff and rice and beans and something else. I'm like. But you couldn't order it because it was lady special. Like, damn it. Uh, could I get this? Oh, you mean the lady special? No. No, no, I don't no want beans. that. I just want this. So no beans. I just want everything a la carte. So we're done. More. Uh, Dell, are you doing Paul's show today? No, Patrick. Lazy. <laughs> you already knew the answer. You just wanted me to Patrick say no. Lazy. Where is Paul? Because I'm not doing two shows today. Right. right. 
Okay, I thought maybe you'd have a better work ethic this time. Okay, no, because I filled in all last week for multiple shows, including for your partner, <laughs> and now I got to fill in for another show while doing this job too. What? By the way, while you're walking out the door, I'm supposed to stay for an extra two hours. The hypocrisy, lazy, the lack of self awareness. No one asked me to do it. Bill? If they'd asked, they me didn't ask me to do it. They didn't ask me to do it either. You would never do it. I would do it if I. You know what? I'm a t- I'm a team guy. Okay. Okay, John. Um. No, we just, go. we, just, Bye, heard, we just heard Paul's not coming in tomorrow. We Patrick don't have anyone to fill Creighton in. You want to do it? Right here. I can't hear you. La, 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 la. Patrick Creighton next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I don't think you guys really care what I say, just like I don't really care what you say.